I know it sounds like I'm trying to give you more work to do, but that's only because no. I am. <laughs> I was too dumb to realize no, that. And the home of the Welcome to episode 40 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. Oh, our podcast has turned 40. I feel like such an old man. (laughs) Is there life after 40, James? There had better be. Yeah, I feel the same way. (laughs) How are you, sir? I'm doing pretty well, thanks. How about yourself? I'm all right. I haven't talked to you in a week, really, give or take, so I... I'm interested in knowing how your week was. Pretty good, actually. At the recording of this podcast, we are in the midst of still Christmas season. So uh, as at the recording of this podcast, tomorrow is the Epiphany, which is uh, the 12 days of Christmas for people not familiar with that. So um, <laughs> exactly. So it's a big deal in, in Italy. So all my paisans out there, uh, Bona, you know, uh, Epiphany and um, Buona Natale. Hey, that that's yeah, because the uh, La Bafana <laughs> she comes, she's their version of Santa Claus, so she comes on the Epiphany, as opposed to Christmas morning for us uh, Midigan. So uh, okay. I hope everybody has a good Epiphany there over in the homeland or my homeland anyway of, of Italy originally, Italy, originally I should say. And uh, so anyway, long story short, just recovering from the post-Christmas blahs because after December 25th, I always get depressed. But I'm feeling pretty good now, so thank you. Have you had any trouble finding 12 drummers drumming? Uh, It seems like every year it gets harder and harder to find some good drummers. I don't know. I guess they're just in high demand. They are. Uh, uh, To be quite frank with you, it's hard enough to find 12 deck hockey players to get a game going. So Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to bother looking for nine ladies dancing and so on and so forth. I mean, if they bang their sticks on the ground, you know, that's kind (laughs) of like drumming. So that's two birds with one stone, really. There you go. I like it. All right. Great. So done dusted, as the British would say. Uh, You know, um, we are rude. We should introduce ourselves. And uh, so... Let's just get that out there. Tonight's starting lineup in goal, as ever, I am number 35, your American rhino, Gary McComiskey, and of course, my co-host... On defense, number four, I'm James Sajazi. Thank you, sir. And, you know, before we go on in the podcast, we really should address the elephant in the room. Last week, when we were doing our year-in-review and our post-Christmas wrap-up, we neglected to mention that, James, you killed George Michael. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, there is a record that I don't like George Michael. I didn't like George Michael and I really didn't like his song last Christmas. I absolutely did not wish the man dead. I swear on anything. I'm a Catholic. Okay. I, I try and lead my life as a good Catholic. I am a godfather, but I'm not that kind of godfather. So to be quite honest, if I wanted to knock somebody off, it really wouldn't have been Mr. George Michael. So, um, but the, the timing is just really ridiculous and it's scary. So if, if I do have any kind of superpowers, look out. 
So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm sure what it was, I think he had a, a heart attack. I think, yeah, obviously we know what a, an avid hit the deck listener he was. So he probably heard the Christmas scrimmage and, uh, you know, he, he just, he, he decided to, to give his heart away. Like the song says. Now I feel even worse because we lost a listener. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, American Rhino. I'll just go in the penalty box. And, and I'm sorry to any George Michael or Wham yes, fans. Right. Uh, we shouldn't really be making light of the man's death. It is uh, very sad, you know, for just, I guess, as for the music industry as a whole, and especially anyone who's fans of him. It was just, as James said, we talked about it on the Christmas scrimmage, and then he passed. So it was... Uh, the timing was just very coincidental and and definitely warranted mentioning. So yeah, so th- it has thank been you mentioned. For that. Oh, you're you're quite welcome. But no, in all honesty, yeah, rest in peace. And and it's amazing what an impact he did have because listening to Sirius XM and other channels, I also heard a statistic that his music has gone up something like two thousand percent for downloads and people buying it and things. Hmm. I don't understand why the poor man needed to pass away for people to buy his music. But again, you're really uh, right. Like Gary said, in all honesty, sincere sympathies and. If you're a fan of his, uh, we really were not happy about that at all, and we didn't wish it on him or anything like that. So rest in peace. That's always how it happens, though, right? You know, somebody passes, and there's this wave of kind of nostalgia and and just this outpouring of support for the person, and they just they come to prominence again for a while. And I mean, look at when Michael Jackson died; he became yeah. Saint Michael. You know, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna touch any of the stuff that he was accused of and any of that stuff but just the fact that he suddenly became the biggest deal in the world for a while after he died when i'm not saying he faded into obscurity but he's it's not like people were talking about michael jackson all the time and then he died and then you know all you heard about was michael jackson it's it's not an uncommon thing it's i think it's just human nature to want or miss something when it's gone, you know, you, uh, we, we don't really appreciate things properly when we have them, we have to lose them in order to really have a, an appreciation for them properly. Yeah, it's true. And I'm sick and tired of hearing. I'm glad we're finally into 2017, even though there have been in the NHL world too some passings already, but, uh, everybody was blaming the year, you know, 2016 was killing people. And, and for some reason, all celebrities and musicians, it was just a strange coincidence, but, uh, the year had nothing to do with that. It just so happened that people that we know, and I, I don't know if that's just because there's so much more news at the fingertips now that everybody knows everybody else's business mm. all the time. So hopefully 2017 will be a little bit cooler. And we can hold on to our celebrities a lot longer and, and appreciate them while we have them. Okay, so please. I don't know if you heard, but the last, I think, the the last big celebrity death of 2016 was William Christopher, who played Father Mulcahy on MASH. Yes. Uh, and MASH happens to be my wife's favorite show. So that was a particularly poignant one for us. And, you know, he was actually, he was a real minister. So, oh, wow. Yeah, he was, that's, that's why he got so many kind of priest roles because he actually was a protestant minister of some stripe i don't recall which denomination he practiced but uh yeah i mean the man literally practiced what he preached god bless rest in peace so anyway why don't we get started with the podcast proper james we've uh, read our flapped our gums for a while now so uh, would you be so kind as to get us back on track and tell us what's on deck for this show Yes, sir. Thank you. 
you say you want a resolution. So long 2016 and welcome 2017. Gary and I will give our New Year's deck hockey resolutions and we'll keep track of them with updates as the year goes on. Gear bag for the rich. A company called DynaVision has developed a training light board designed to improve your reaction time. Detroit Red Wings backup rookie goalie Jared Coro was featured in an article from SportsTechie.com stating that the D2 did indeed slash his reaction time in half. What do you think, American Rhino? And 99 plus 1 equals happy birthday NHL. The National Hockey League has a whole year planned to celebrate its historic 100th birthday, and we're all invited. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, sir. You are welcome, sir. All right. So I do want a resolution, James. Well, you know, we all want a something, something. Change the world. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I I do (laughs) like that song. It's, It's just, I feel like... I don't want to do the Beatles a disservice by, you know, anyway, what are we talking about? So yeah, re- resolution. So exactly. Gary, so smartly caught on to the, uh, the pun there, the Beatles revolution. And there's two versions of that too. There's the album, white album version and the single version, which is a bit harder and faster. Two of which I love those songs. I'm, I'm a Beatle fanatic as well. So neither of to- which to be confused with revolution number nine. Uh, no, that's yeah. That's a totally number different nine. number totally nine. Different thing. Number nine, number nine. They really liked Adam Graves is what I'm saying. Exactly. Well, who doesn't? So that's, that's true. That's cool. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. So uh, the tradition of New Year's is setting resolutions and or goals and hopefully sticking with them and making yourself a little bit of a better human being and improving your life in some way, shape or form. So I'm not one to make a resolution because I'm not one to stick to it. And I do have a lot of things I need improvement on, so I just figure let the chips fall where they may. But for this case, since we are doing a Hit the Deck podcast, and since I enjoy this podcast so much, and an honor to uh, be a part of it with the American Rhino and all you wonderful fans out there, we'll give you some resolutions we have for deck hockey. And I need, again, a lot of improvement in my deck hockey game. Because quite frankly, if uh, Gary wasn't such a generous, wonderful man, I would not be good enough to be on his team at all. So first things first, uh, goals for playing, at least for me, obviously it would be great to literally score goals. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. I mean, not so much for me, but I understand from your perspective. Hey, man, you know, you you could go for an empty netter here or there. Hopefully we'll see. But uh, the other thing is that as a defenseman, it's a defenseman's duty first and foremost to feed the puck and start a play to get to the guys that can score. So my goal, if it's unrealistic, maybe so I want to at least score one assist every game. Uh, the other thing is I need that accurate shot. So between hopefully getting accurate passing and, and at least having an accurate shot, if not scoring, at least it'll go where I want it to go. So that that's two. And the other thing is stick handling. So, do what you want to want to do with who? Sorry, I don't know. I, I, I didn't want to disrespect the Beatles and then I break out into the Mamas and the Papas. So I'm, I'm sorry. Carry on. That's OK. They, they weren't. Well, whatever. I'll keep my opinion to myself because I don't want anybody else dying and then people blaming me for it. You so. don't understand. No, no. Go, 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 yeah. go, go. I know Mama Cass is. Well, whatever. OK, so. So, yeah. So I think three me, of the I, everybody but Mama Michelle has died. Oh, OK. So don't blame me. Blame David Jay-Z. So uh, apparently he's a hitman. I don't know. 
Um, goals for playing are uh, an assist a game, accurate shot, and good stick handling. And again, we'll keep track of those things as the year goes along on our podcast and to hold me to that, to make sure that I at least make my team better and hopefully make myself a better player too and earn my spot on a, on a roster. <laughs> For our, uh, anything that, that, I know you're terrific. Your game <laughs> is, is pretty much as bulletproof as it can get. Yeah, well, you 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 talk about letting the chips fall where they may. I have been letting too many chips fall into my mouth. So I would like to, uh, like half of America, I would like to lose a little weight and become a bit more flexible, which will make me, uh, I think, quicker and faster to the puck and also be better on my knees, which, uh, as anyone who listens to the podcast knows, has been a, a consistent problem for me. So, you know, I'm just just generally getting better shape, I think, will make me a better goalie. So that's my goal for 26, 2017. 2017. New year. New year, new goalie. I don't know. Nope. Uh, there's only there's only one goalie for me. So. Uh, all right. Well, thank you. All due respect to as great as Mike and, and Craig are. Uh, and I love those guys too. They're they're great teammates. But um, it, it's always a given that poor Gary stuck with me on his team no matter what. Listen, speaking of Mike, I just want to shout out Mike here on the podcast because the last time we played uh, last weekend, he made a ridiculous save where he just he he he's not a drop down goalie. He's pretty much a stand up goalie entirely. But he not that he dropped down, but he literally dove across the crease, glove first, and and knock down a puck that was on the other side of the net that was going in from like a puck that he had no business getting anywhere near. So I just wanted to, uh, from, from the American Rhino, I just wanted to call out the great save that he made because he earned it. Excellent. Yeah. Just to give you an idea of how good everybody in the LIQ is. And Mike's always had a great glove, but this was just nuts. Excellent, man. And he was horizontal when he made the save. Wow. Again, it's unfortunate that we can't videotape these things yeah. or at least get some kind of record of it. But mm-hmm. awesome stuff. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, sure. Uh, so in terms of our hit the deck plans, we kind of need a big assist from our listeners out there. So if you wouldn't mind those listening and, and loyal listeners, we love you and we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Please spread the word about us. We'd appreciate that a lot. Let people know about the podcast. If you know any other hockey fans, please let them know about the podcast. If you're at a Ranger game or a Devil game or an Islander game, particularly, even if you could pass out some of our stickers, we'd appreciate that as well. And for the podcast itself, Gary will still deliver the same top quality podcasts that he always does. And I'll try my best not to hold him back too much yeah, or drag yeah, yeah. down the podcast too badly. <laughs> Hardly. But uh, yes, yeah, so we, we need you to resolve to help us spread the word about Hit the Deck because as you said before, we love doing it and we are so very appreciative of you for listening, but we'd love to grow the podcast and get more listeners and make this thing even bigger and better. So if you could help us out by telling some friends who you think might be interested in the show, we would very much appreciate it. Absolutely. And even floorball players and ice hockey players, if you want to listen or roller hockey, whatever, we'd appreciate that as well. So thank you. And actually, James, since it'll be before the next podcast we have, I just thought I'd mention it. 
next Wednesday, I believe, is the one-year anniversary of the day that I pitched the idea of the Hit the Deck podcast to you. Yeah, that's right. So that's we're getting to our first official anniversary of the first podcast, too. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, that's coming up in February, right? Yes, yeah, which was basically a, a month after yeah. you came up with a brilliant idea. So awesome. Thank you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Thank you. You should be proud of your child. Well, look, as I've said many times, I don't want to bore the listener anymore, but as I've said many times, if it wasn't for you, there would be no podcast because I would have nothing to talk about. So it's <laughs> yeah. it's a, a labor of love, equal parts by both of us. So let that be the last we say of it for now. Fair enough. Spoken like a true goalie. Nothing gets by this man, so don't even attempt it. For another resolution, sticking to strict practices during the week. Again, these are my resolutions specifically because I need a lot of work and I admit that. But it's time to put my money where my mouth is. So things that we mentioned before, I need to practice stick handling, passing, and my footwork as well. As a defenseman, a lot of times you have to use your whole body to block shots and specifically in deck hockey, you're not allowed to really hit anybody or, or check anyone or anything like that. So you need to rely on your stick and your feet and whatever you can get in the way to stop a shot from getting through or a pass from going through as well. So uh, footwork is very important in that way. Plus running backwards too, believe it or not, as uh, defensemen need to skate backwards in the NHL or any mm. form of ice hockey or sure. roller hockey. The same is a little bit true for deck hockey as well, because the only difference is you can't if you give up ground, you're kind of following the player in front of him and, and being a little bit more of a nuisance for your goalie. So at least if you're backing up, you can try and poke check or something like that or or at least stay a little bit low to keep the pass away and make sure that you're not um, screening your goalie. So those are things I, I'm, I'm going to work on as well. You know, footwork is something that I should resolve to work on too because I find too often I get caught leaning the wrong way. So I want to try and balance my weight a little um, in net, you know, try and kind of center myself on the balls of my feet instead of leaning one way or the other, just kind of resting. So uh, that that's something that I consciously need to work on. Okay. And another thing actually is uh, last week, Gary and I went ice skating at the World Ice Arena in Queens, and uh, you did come up with some great things as we were skating and Gary's just amazing. I, I fell at least two times and almost three, but we'll leave it at that. And, and Gary's just skating around like, you know, nobody's business. He's I only saw you fall once and it was more <laughs> like a victory fall. You fell to your knees yeah. and slid forward like, oh, it was your arms up victorious. Yeah, I scored an imaginary goal. <laughs> <laughs> and then I tripped over the blue line. But uh, anyway, listen, whatever you did out there, it was better than the two guys that were skating with their pants around their ankles. Okay, fine. That that's fair enough. Like on purpose. They they didn't just like oops. They they were I think they were like laughing and looking at each other like, "Oh, which one of us is going to fall first? Oh, oh, we're hazards to everyone around us. Oh boy." Again to those two goons and everybody listening out there, as Gary always says, "Don't be that guy." Yeah, really. And that's what he's talking about. So. Those two guys, don't be those guys. Amen to that. So, anyway, while we were skating and trying to remedy the fact that I, I fell a couple of times and I didn't want to anymore. Gary gave me some advice as to what he does to avoid goons like that or people getting in the way because, as we said on a couple of uh, Hit the Decks ago, ice skating in public areas around New York because it's so highly populated is difficult because 
just like if you're trying to walk around in the city, as we refer to Manhattan as the city, it's overly crowded and it's very congested and it's hard to get anywhere. The same thing happens on the ice hockey rinks here in the tri-state area where we live. So people have a tendency to clump in certain areas. And as Gary mentioned, too, they have better lines than football teams when it comes to defense, where they'll be like four or five people holding hands and not allowing anyone else to go around them. So it's very challenging. So Gary was just saying, and this is going to go all the way back to your footwork point of the deck hockey thing, is that you can do things subtly. You don't have to really do too much in terms of uh, getting out of the way, or which helped me a lot too, which, which made a lot of sense too. So Gary, if you wouldn't mind, if you remember some of those suggestions that you came up with, but I think they can translate into the deck hockey world too, because again, you don't have to have an elaborate move. You could just do something subtly, like you said, stay on the, the balls of your feet or whatever the case is. Yeah, I mean... Um... I believe what I told you in terms of skating was instead of trying to make like wide sweeping turns by moving your legs, instead just try and position your feet differently, like move your ankles and just try and point your skates a little differently. As far as that transfers over to deck hockey, um, really the only kind of close comparison I can think of is instead of trying to make big movements side to side, just, you know, you can maybe shift your weight side to side, or instead of make kind of running around, you can just pivot or just don't, don't think about trying to be everywhere. Try and think about positioning yourself the best way you can position yourself in any given situation, subtle movements so that you are, agile enough to follow the play don't commit too big to any one side or the other if you can help it exactly and just keeping mental notes of that as well is as you've ever heard if you're an athlete or a fan of of teams and things like that if you ever heard the term flat-footed being caught flat-footed the meaning behind that really is that exactly as gary was saying is either you have your feet firmly planted on the ground which may sound silly but in terms of deck hockey and baseball and sports like that is like Gary was saying again, it's better to be on the balls of your feet so that you're ready to react mm. and you can shift quickly and you don't have all of your weight on your feet so that it's like you have to lift your whole foot and your leg and, and your whole whatever side of your body to make an action. You can kind of emulate a dancer, I suppose, and do a quicker action and, and be in position to move. Like, for example, uh, if you're a baseball fan, if you've ever heard a center fielder like Willie Mays always used to say that he'd kind of know what pitch was coming and if it was a breaking ball or something like that or, and there's a right-handed batter, that he would, his quote-unquote first step would be on the balls of his feet and he'd be motioning towards where he thinks the ball would, would go on average if it's a hit fly ball hit to him. So things like that. So just always be prepared because again, when, I mean, gosh, I've been burned so many times in the LIQ by guys with great hands and great feet, such as Brad and and Carlos and Brett, that, uh, it's by the time they go around me, I'm just totally out of the play. So that is being caught flat footed. So something to work on is with the footwork is to try and make sure I'm not 
like both feet are planted on the ground like they're uh, cemented down there. So trying to anticipate and be a little bit lighter on your feet. Perfect. Is Thank what we're you, trying James. to say. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So <laughs> pull me out of that one, man. That was a long-winded way to say that. But the last thing, as Gary again mentioned before, is staying in game shape for our resolutions. And that, again, is what Gary was saying, is cardio work. So as we've mentioned in past, hit the decks in terms of exercises and, and things you could do. Like in my case, I live in a small apartment and I'm not a member of a gym. So make the best of what you have. So you can do many different forms of cardio work where even if you're running up and down steps or shadow boxing or doing burpees, as we said before, stick with that. And that's something I'm going to be much stricter with because uh, it's just better to be healthy as well to fight off colds and things like that. And you have more energy and you sleep better and, and all the benefits from there. But on top of it all, you can play better. You could stay in the game a lot longer. And if the game goes right down to the wire, you're prepared to hold on to that lead and get the victory. Yeah. Uh, and especially going into the kind of heavy winter season, we, where we are scheduled to get some snow this weekend, in fact. And so when the snow comes, it can be hard to get games in because it can completely cover your rank or, you know, playing area. And so it can be easy to fall out of game shape. So you kind of have to commit yourself to the idea of trying to stay in shape, doing exercise or whatever, even if it's not going to be, you know, full game shape, because the only way to get in game shape, true game shape is by playing games, but try and keep yourself, you know, ready to play hockey. Don't completely give up on any, any any ambition of staying in shape try and do what you can like james was saying there are some exercises you can do even if you don't belong to a gym you live in a small space there are things you can do things you can try so just try and be ready for when the snow melts and it's game on again exactly right and um i learned that lesson many many a time especially the last time that uh, we played back in november so uh, go back if you want to listen to that hit the deck episode as well Hey, James, before we move on to the next topic, I just want to slip in a quick rebound shot here. Sure. Um, you're always talking about how, as a defenseman, it's your job to make sure that no shots get to the goalie. So if I have a bad game, we're usually talking about me having a bad game in goal. If I have a bad game, it's not my fault because the defense let me down. I want right. to follow up with a quote from Henrik Lundqvist after the Rangers game if you don't know, the Rangers played a pretty pretty bad game and got blown out by a pretty bad team in Buffalo uh, the other day. So after that game, the goalie, Henrik Lundqvist, said the following, We made some mistakes, and it's my job to be there and clean it up, but was just not able to do that. So it doesn't matter what your defense does in front of you. Henrik Lundqvist said what I keep saying, it's the goalie's job to stop it, no matter where it comes from or why it comes, it's on me. So there, ha! Okay, and not to burst your bubble, and point noted, but the second part of that back-to-back -back night when the Rangers went to Philadelphia this week, as we're talking, Mr. Lundquist was unstoppable. And even to the point that the game was on NBC, uh, whatever, NBC Sports Network, and and. I'll be honest with you, man. I mean, they don't like the Rangers on that network, and they make no bones about it either. Yeah, I, I he, caught a little bit of that game. It's like, oh, the Rangers are in the zone. Uh, yeah. Good shot there. Almost went in. Yeah. 
Like, gee, try tone down the enthusiasm just a little bit, guys. Yeah, because it was in Philly, and they have a lot on the line, too, because they're kind of playing for their playoff life right now. So Lundquist made 30 saves. He would have made 32 saves had it not been for, unfortunately, every defenseman's nightmare. McDonough was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. The puck uh, deflected off of him, and that's one of the reasons why teams are told to just shoot on net. And especially if there's traffic, you never know what's going to bounce off of. So that's nightmare number one. And the second one was a knuckleball that went in late in the game, and it was really kind of a meaningless goal. So Lundqvist completely dominated the game. The Rangers and that's ended up his job. That is okay. his job, James. Right. But even the, the anti-Rangers NBC guys had to admit that Lundqvist was playing angry, and when he's angry, nobody's going to stop him so or get past him, and it was true. So I definitely hear you. Yeah, we're teammates and this and that, but it's it's really the, the defense. That's what you're there for. You're supposed to make sure that, uh, yeah, your goalie is, is literally the last line of defense and the most important player on the ice, but you want to make his life or her life as easy as possible. So whenever there's a shot, and and again, it's unrealistic, that's a breakdown in defense. But I hear you, I understand, and that's the mentality that you beautiful, wonderful goalies have, is that that's your net, and you win. Well, you don't take credit for winning, but you do take too much credit for losing. So I hear you. All right, enough goalie talk. What's the <laughs> next topic, James? Well, this is uh, kind of more goalie talk, I'm sorry to oh. say. It's, uh, if only I had some way of knowing that. We're going to dip into the gear bag for the first time in 2017, but this is a gear bag that's way out of our price range to the fact that... I got to the- tell you, James, uh, have you seen the price of gear bags lately? Most of them are out of my price range. Yeah, that, that, you and me both, brother. But uh, there's a company called DynaVision that's been around for a few years, and they're on the cutting edge of sports rehab and things of that nature. So they have developed a board known as the D2, and it's not the Mighty, Mighty Ducks, Ducks Yeah, all right. Yeah. Um, so uh, <laughs> quack, anyway. Quack, 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 quack. Ducks fly together, James. Ducks fly together. Yes, they do. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's Please continue. Thank you. So Dynavision developed this board called the D2, which if there's any odd couple fans out there, and I am one of them, and I'm proud to say so, from the 70s sitcom, and the movie in the 60s was excellent too. Actually, part of it was filmed at Shea Stadium. Thank you very much. In 1968. But... Um, the board, it's a black board. It's four by four, and it looks a lot like the quote-unquote clock in the Odd Couple episode titled Take My Furniture, Please. So if you get the joke, I hope you do. If not, I'll do you a favor and post both the D2 and the Odd Couple futuristic clock up on our Facebook and Twitter feeds. Thank you. For your convenience. You got it. You got it for your convenience. So anyway, the uh, D2 is uh, state-of-the-art blackboard that is a it's a box shape four by four four foot by four foot and there are 64 little bumps in the shape of like a firework star you know look look like a burst shape and what you do is you stare uh you focus on the center of it and you have to press the buttons that light up red or green and you don't know where they're coming from and it really helps your uh, peripheral vision more than anything else and it helps your reaction time as well 
So that's something for a goalie that is very, very helpful in stopping pucks coming at you, especially if they're coming from the sides or something like that, or if you're someone's doing a wraparound, you can kind of, as you've stated many a time, I mean, the, the, the hockey mask really cuts your peripheral vision yes, drastically. very much. Yeah, so the way you're describing it, it sounds a little like a light bright. It's exactly right. Or, uh, or it's light bright is another great analogy. Or growing up in the 80s, there was a, a Simon game. Oh, uh, yes, had, Simon, sure. Yeah, yeah, you had to press the, the light up buttons and mm-hmm. remember the pattern. Yeah, I'm not good at that. <laughs> Neither am I. After I, I like usually... two or three, I'm, I'm like, uh, I don't, I don't remember my my memory is not good. Exactly, <laughs> and that's where the hockey skills come in because you put it down and you start shooting it at the walls. So. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, so the D two and and the backup goalie, he's a rookie, uh, Mr. Caro, uh, Jared Caro credits his head coach for introducing him to the light board, and it has. He says in an article that was posted in sportstechie.com, it really cut his reaction time in half and and has helped his career so far and hopefully will help him down the road. And the other good thing about the D2 is that it helps in in rehabbing too. So it's not just for professional rinks or, or arenas of any sport, not just hockey. It could be baseball, football, whatever else you're uh, out there doing that you need peripheral vision and, and skills like that. So uh, it also challenges you, too, if you want to balance as you're doing it and you're focusing on the board. And again, we'll, we'll put up the links of the, or the pictures, at least, so you can kind of see what we're talking about. And if you want to go see it in action itself, you can go to DynavisionInternational.com to see the D2 there. So it's pretty cool. And it's another cutting edge thing in the world of hockey. And it's actually proven to be helpful for at least one goalie in the NHL and probably more to come. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds appealing. I was always good at whack-a-mole. So this seems like the kind of thing that I would be good at. Um, no, in all seriousness, anything that cuts your reaction time, I would be very interested in. I'm a very reaction based goalie. Generally, that's more my style. I don't like to commit early. I, I prefer to react. So, you know, if if it's something that would theoretically help, you know, have my reaction time and, you know, when you're talking tenths and hundredths of a second, that that's not that much. But, you know, every little bit helps when you're trying to stop the puck. So that that's really obviously, as you said, it's gear bag for the rich. So I don't expect to have any opportunity to try this thing out. But something like that does sound really appealing to me as a goalie. Yeah, and it makes sense too, especially as you're saying, you have to, if your glove hand needs a little work or if your blocker side needs a little work, that could probably help your muscle memory a little bit more too, where you're just shooting immediately to, okay, glove up or blocker up or whatever the case is. So I imagine it's not going to help your five hole much, but, um, (laughs) you know, nothing's perfect. So we'll see. Uh huh. And uh, again, yeah, it's it's another thing, too, that it's designed to do is to help reduce the amount of concussions in the NHL specifically as well. And even in football, too, because um, minor league or high school and college football players have used the light board as well. And it's helped them to prevent concussions and to recover from concussions and things like that, which is a really big issue in the world of sports lately. So that's always good, too. And, um, yeah, that makes good sense. If you can see the puck better, you're less likely to get hit in the head by it. So, 
Yeah. So, which kind of makes me scared whenever Lundqvist does that on purpose. He's got too much soccer in his blood. Yeah. So, but uh, as as we also said before, as Ben Bishop actually literally lost his two front teeth in October from Uh taking a shot to the mask. So, you know, these guys are strong and and the pucks are hard. So maybe he just wanted to look scary for Halloween. Uh, We didn't address that on the podcast, but it's, you know, that's also an option. That's true. That's true. So there you go. That's the D2 made by Dynavision. All right. Well, good job, Dynavision. Absolutely. Now, as we've again mentioned in the past, the NHL is 100 years old. Oh, they don't look look a day over 90. No, they don't. So (laughs) I remember like yesterday that it was the 75th anniversary, too. And I really like the throwback jerseys and that cool patch that they wore throughout the league that season. So, um, as you know, I'm sure that the centennial, uh, celebration, officially the puck dropped on the year long celebration on January 1st, 2017 in Toronto with the centennial classic outdoor game between the Red Wings and the Maple Leafs, which was a great game too. And it looked really cool. It's always fun to watch the outdoor games anyway, but yeah. a great atmosphere, mm-hmm. great game. And it translated well. Uh, From there, the NHL has selected the 100 greatest NHL players in history, and they've already revealed 33 of those fantastic players on their website and on NHL Network and throughout the league and things like that. So if you want to go check it out, by all means, it's basically the first, the infancy of the league going, and they threw in Mr. Hockey as well. Mr. Howe, because y- you have to, you know, so. So we still uh, don't know if Gretzky made the cut. I don't, I don't think, yeah, I mean, that's splitting hairs here. I don't know if he's good enough. To, we'll I mean, see. he is right on the borderline, so you never know. As they say, the, the guy didn't even need to score one goal, and he still would have led the league in most points because of his assists. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's uh, I got my fingers crossed, and I'm praying. I hope that he does make it. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll wait with braided breath to we'll see. We'll see, yeah. We'll keep you posted on that, listener. <laughs> yeah. So the official All 100 Greatest Players in NHL History will be officially unveiled during All-Star Weekend in L.A., which it's actually Wayne Gretzky's birthday on the 26th. So between January 25th through the 27th with the actual All-Star Game, they'll announce the 100 uh, Greatest NHLers of all time. Excellent. Another thing that they're planning on doing is the uh, Centennial Celebration will visit every NHL market and dozens of other local hockey communities during the 12-month festival mm-hmm. of events. And um, it'll culminate with the anniversary of the league's founding on November 26th and the first games ever played on December 19th. So there are some cool things to look forward to during Thanksgiving and Christmas time of 2017. This is completely catching you off guard, and I, I'm sorry about this, but do you have any idea where the first official NHL game took place? going to take a shot in the dark and guess somewhere in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's fair. Maybe Toronto, because that's where the uh, Hall of Fame is. Like for baseball, Cooperstown is where the Baseball Hall of Fame is. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming maybe the Toronto area would have probably been the first um, NHL game ever played. All right. Well, maybe we can look that up and give our listeners uh, an update next week. Or maybe one of you very knowledgeable listeners can shoot us a, a email or a tweet at 
hit the deck at gmail.com or, or uh, hit us up on Twitter at hit the deck pod or leave a comment on our Facebook page at hit the deck and, and, and let us know where did it take place? I mean, I guess I could just do a quick Google search, but where's the fun in that when you can let other people do the work for you? It's the American way. <laughs> and tying all of this together yes. actually is at the recording of this podcast, a very important hockey game is being, well, two very important hockey games are being played. One, pitting Team USA versus Team Canada again USA, versus one another. USA, USA, This is the World Juniors. Yes, James? Exactly right. The, uh, the World Junior Hockey Championship gold medal game is being played tonight. And as of right now, Team USA and Canada, I believe, are in the second period and are tied 2-2. Two to two. Nice. So we'll see how that goes. And the USA has faced Canada three times previously in the World Juniors finals by the way and are two and one versus canada so we'll see obviously canada has won everything that they can compete in in terms of hockey in the last year or two yeah olympics and world cup and whatever else have you out of curiosity james who did the usa beat to get to the finals with team canada Excellent, excellent question. They beat Russia for the first time in the tournament's history that the Team USA knocked off Russia in a playoff round of the uh, World Championships. Uh, you don't so, say. I, yeah, I do seem to recall USA knocking off Russia in the semifinals of another international tournament. Uh, it was like 36 some years ago 37 years ago or something i don't know i don't know it's probably not that important i just thought it was worth (laughs) mentioning yeah just rub that salt in the uh in the wounds of the russians a little bit more why don't you and i just figured it was a good sign i'm supplying you the salt by the way so (laughs) right (laughs) that's right the 1980 u.s olympic team which just i mean if you've heard any of our podcasts in the past you know how much respect and love we have for that amazing, great team and the Herculean effort and the magnificent performance that they pulled off to mm-hmm. knock off that miracle of miracles in, in terms of uh, sports. So, yeah, exactly. So it, maybe a little bit of that magic was was held over. And the 2016-2017 uh, team is following in that footsteps. And there are a lot of guys from Boston University on the current team, too. So I don't know if there's a little connection there, too, with the 1980 Olympic team as well. So go USA. Fun fact that I learned today. Boston was the place where they first started selling ice commercially. Wow. Yes. Yes. Back in the the turn of the, the century, like 1900 time frame, a company based out of Boston sold like they in the winter, they would cut up ice blocks out of a lake you know a local lake or several local lakes and they would sell the ice to uh, areas of the country and the world that did not get cold that's amazing well it's better than the expression of selling ice to an eskimo so that's pretty cool a nice nice bit of uh, information we're learning a lot tonight on hit the deck Mm -hmm. i don't know if they wore skates while they were doing it but you know there you go it makes sense because Boston is such a great hotbed for hockey and so many great yeah. players have come out of there. So excellent, excellent. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you for, for that tidbit. Sure. The other huge thing going on in the world of hockey tonight, unfortunately, it's a final, but the Blue Jackets were going for a record-tying 17th win in a row 
Unfortunately, the uh, Capitals had something to say about that, and they shut out the Blue Jackets five to nothing. So, their incredible st- yeah, yeah, their incredible streak uh, stops at sixteen in a row, which is really amazing because they've shot up the standings and have uh, kind of taken over in the East over there. So, great uh, effort for them, and and we'll see how that goes because, like we were saying before, Philadelphia had a great streak going of ten in a row, and then they've kind of faltered since then. So slow and steady wins the race, maybe, but uh, we'll see how that goes for the rest of the year for the Blue Jackets. So tip your cap or bang your sticks on the ice to them for a great effort of a 16 in a row. Speaking of Ovechkin, did you see the story that was in the news last week about the Devils rookie player, Miles Wood, who, uh, when he was 11, sent Alex Ovechkin a letter with a self-addressed stamp envelope and a hockey card. Uh, And the letter said, Dear Alex, sign this, or when I reach the NHL, I'm going to check you really hard. And then fast forward 10 years later, and he actually started playing with the Devils. (laughs) And um, they faced Washington last week. And actually, this uh, he didn't get the opportunity because Ovechkin got wind of this and he sent him a signed card he sent a signed card over to the locker room before the game saying go easy on me tonight oh that is awesome and uh then after the game he took a picture with miles wood in his bathrobe so um (laughs) you know just just goes to show you know, That's some, awesome. and, uh, some people will do anything for vengeance, including becoming good enough to make the NHL. How's so, that for incentive? You know, so well, well done on both cases. Yeah, yeah, good job, good job, both <laughs> of you. Way to be true sportsmen. Last minute remaining in the podcast. Thank you, pops. Okay, so I hope you've had an enjoyable hit the deck podcast, and I'm of course talking to you, the listener, because who else would I be talking to? Myself. I do talk to myself sometimes. It's a, it's a habit that. I don't know. Either I'm crazy or I have no one else that wants to listen to me. But um, either way, I should probably not do that. Anyway, I, I seem to be talking to myself right now. I, I, tend, I do tend to ramble a lot, as my wife will attest. And I apologize for that because you deserve better, dear listener. Oh, boy. Anyway. Thank you, Pops, for being the voice of the podcast. Thank you to Anthony Sajazi for music used in the podcast. Thank you to the LIQ for providing sound effects to the podcast. I would encourage you, you are very dear listener, not only to spread the word, as we talked about earlier in the podcast, but if you have not taken the opportunity to do so as yet, please subscribe to the podcast, because that also helps us a great deal. Subscribe on iTunes, on Stitcher, or any other place where you happen to get your podcasts. I know you get them somewhere, because you're listening to us right now. Subscribe. It'll make things easier on you, and it helps us. All right? And please As I mentioned before, feel free if you want to talk to us about something, if you want to correct us on something, if you just have an interesting bit of trivia you think that we should discuss on the show, email us at hitthedeck at gmail.com or tweet at us at hitthedeckpod or hit us up on Facebook or Instagram or, uh, I don't know, smoke signals, whatever. Just come to our house and and ring our doorbell (laughs) and say, hey, I want to talk to you about the Hit the Deck. And... I will be freaked out because I don't know how you know where I live, but, you know, it's nice to see passionate fans. James, do you have anything to add, please? (laughs) I just want to personally thank you officially for this awesome Hit the Deck hockey jersey that you bought for me again. I love it so much, and it's so cool. 
And I hope that when we do expand that the fans out there would want to buy it as well. And Gary was cool enough to post it on our Instagram. So uh, you could check it out there. And also we have the McComiskey Cup that uh, Mr. Gary Mack so coolly presented this wonderful jersey to me in his very own Stanley Cup. So uh, thank you for that. And thanks for listening. And see you for episode 41, guys. I would also like to thank my family for providing me with beautiful new headphones for Christmas, uh, which is not a deck hockey gift per se, but it is a gift that allows me to do a podcast about deck hockey. So it is tangentially related. So thank you for these beautiful Sony headphones. They are very comfortable and they work really, really well. So uh, thanks to my family for that. And I would, of course, like to thank you for being a devoted listener and for sticking with the podcast. We look forward to a great 2017. We have a lot of stuff that we expect to do and think that you will enjoy. So please stick with us. And if you would like to contribute, as I said, email us or tweet at us. And finally, as James said, you don't have to be somebody skating around the ice with your pants around your knees to be that guy but that's just one example so i'm sure you can think of others and if you do i would encourage you strongly to remember that it's deck hockey don't be that guy thanks everybody a mind is a terrible thing to waste james i've been wasting mine for 38 years so i have a little catching up to do is what you're saying (laughs) Yeah. Don't follow me, please, whatever you do.